Ooh, I think this video is going to touch on a few nerves, not just for beginner writers and new writers, but for experienced writers. So, ooh, this is a little bit of a scary one and one that I have been kind of toying around with for a while. So got a lot of feedback on and asked a lot of people and um, just my own experience. So this so. video is all about giving a giving feedback, um, giving a critique to a new writer, especially new writers, beginner writers, um, or or writers who just haven't elevated their writing craft yet, because you know that does take some time, and um, how you can if you're the if you're the author how to give that feedback, how to give that critique, what I've done, what works for me, and perhaps things you should just, I don't know, stay away from. Hi, welcome back, I'm Autumn Bardot. Here you'll find writing tips, author tricks, and you know, I really just want you to live your best writing life. Your best writing life. Most of us are doing this while we have other jobs, other time commitments, and we just want to write. We want to do what we love. And so what that's what this channel is all about. And this topic today, it's a little dicey and, um, well, hopefully I've done it justice. Last week's video was all about how to graciously decline um, reading and providing feedback for your friend's book. And if you haven't, um, if you haven't looked at that one, make sure to check that one out. If a friend has asked you and you haven't decided yet, it's nice, gracious, real reasons, authentic reasons um, why you just need to pass on reading and reviewing, providing feedback for the book. But this one is, okay, so you have read your friend's book and they want feedback and they want some critique. And now for some of you, you may be in a dilemma. So there's different kinds of people, different kinds of new writers. There are new writers who will want to hear authentically, real life, what is wrong with their book, how they need to elevate it, to transform it, to take it to a more professional level, to lift it out of the beginner stages, which I have a lot of videos on that, taking it from those that beginning writing, that very amateur style writing, and I'm gonna have a video on that next week, to something that is more polished, more professional appearing, um, something with that will, that you will be proud of, that is your best work and reads more like an experienced author. Um, so one who no understands and knows the craft of writing, novel writing, even nonfiction writing. Um, so there are those people who really wanna learn and they really want the feedback and they, they, they want to take it, they want to change, they want to improve, they want to improve. And then there are those friends who just want you to tell them how great it is, who don't want the hard improvement, who don't want you to say, hey, this is kind of amateur and this is why. And 
with those friends, I really, we're going to discuss that as well. So to me, and I'm sure there's like people in the middle too. Uh, there's the people who want the feedback and then they cry, but sure, let them have their cry or maybe they cry later. Some people will have that aha moment, some new writers. Um, and I hope you're one of them if you're a new writer. And by new writer, I mean someone who um, maybe you've written even a few books, but there's something keeping it. It just doesn't sound quite like the exp experienced writers. There's elements. There's, um, I don't want to say skill, but there's things that need to be done that will change it um, to make it appear a better written book. Something that agents will want to look at and readers will love to read, which is really, that's what we want. So you read the book. And if it's great, hey, you have no problem, right? Telling them why the book is great. In fact, you probably don't even need to watch this. However, if it is less than great, then that's when you are going to have your issue. Your friend is eagerly waiting to hear back from you and you don't want to crush their dreams. You, you don't. We don't. You want to take them to the next level. You really want to help them. Um, you want to inspire them, motivate them, get them to, to go to the next level, take the next step. So every read, every feedback, it's, it's different, okay? Every person is different. We all have our different personalities. We, the authors, them, they, they, the new, the, the, the writers, um, and we all have different strengths and weaknesses. Pointing out the strengths is always a great way to start. But you're going to have to figure out how your friend, your writing friend, will respond to your criticism. And that, I think, is probably one of the elements. How will they respond to the criticism? Do they really want help or do they just want you to validate or tell them it was great? So, so they... Because if it's great, then they don't have to do the really, really hard work of revising. And if you've revised a book one, two, three, a million times, you know just how hard it is to revise a book. It takes months, dare I say months? But sometimes they just want an attaboy or an girl or an they. And you'll have to, I hope you can't hear, I've got a neighbor who... He's doing a lot of yard work today, and it's all very noisy yard work, and um, <clears throat> we'll see. Maybe I have to make this video again. So when I was I was discussing this topic with my Zoom group, and I said, what, like, what do you do? What should we do? And one of them had a really good thing. They said, ask them what kind of feedback they are looking for. And I thought that was, that was a really good idea. So when they asked for the feedback, you read it, before you start making notes, or maybe you just made some notes and there's a lot going on, ask them, what kind of feedback are you looking for? So if they're looking just for general things, then great, just give them general things. And I have a whole bunch of general things. If they're looking for more in-depth information, then I have that too. So this might be a little bit longer video. And when my friend said that, when my writing friend said that the other day, um, I was thinking about a dress <laughs> that I had bought. And I had ordered the dress online, looked beautiful in the picture. It looked gorgeous. Uh, my son, who always will tell me if the dress is ugly or not, right? I put it on. I said, what do you think of this dress? And he's like, oh, oh, mom, that dress isn't good. And then I asked him, 
Why? Because I was thinking, do you think it's not good for the same reason I'm thinking it's not good? And so he told me exactly why the dress wasn't good. He said, Mom, you're not fat and you look fat in that dress. Ah, the horror, <laughs> right? It just had pleats where I didn't need pleats. It was too voluminous and I'm tall and it just wasn't rocking my shape. But he told me exactly why and he was right. So I need to know exactly why because for me, it doesn't look good. We wanna know why doesn't the dress look good? Same thing with your writing. For some writers, we just want to be told why exactly is it not good? And some people just are okay with, oh yeah, it's okay. So my point is sometimes we need to know exactly why something is wrong. And I realized that day with the dress <laughs> um, that I can never really wear anything with pleats in a certain area because it just, it isn't. And so, I think I should have learned that a long time ago, but sometimes that's like writing, right? We learn that, you know, we keep doing the same thing over and over again and it's not working and we need to just stop. As writers, we often, we know or an editor tells us if we're lucky what our writing issue is. And then we work really hard at changing it, correcting it. For me, it was when my agent told me um, that um, you need more emotion. Your characters need more emotion and they need to show the emotion. So it wasn't even a matter of me telling the emotion. I just wasn't showing their emotion. I felt it inside while I was writing it, but I was not making it evident to the readers. She was right. And so my revision was going through and really uh, showing, not telling, um, the characters' emotions. I always now when I write, I make sure in revisions during the first draft, sometimes very quickly in a first draft, but much more showing in subsequent revisions to show the emotion that they're feeling. And of course, aligning it with their character, um, their personality, their character arc, that kind of thing. Even if they're feeling apathy and no emotion, you need to show that because not showing any emotion in, in itself is kind of well, it's not an emotion because it's apathetic, but it's definitely you get a little bit of the coldness of the character. Um, I also use an emotion wheel and um, I will put that on Club Autumn and I stole that from somewhere. It's not mine. Oftentimes that will help me figure out what is their emotion or plural emotions going through them right now during this scene um, in the novel. So... Like I said, this might strike a nerve for some people. I've been on both sides. Um, I've been on the beginner side where I was told that my first novel was very amateur. That was my Merkaba series, which I since revised five billion, <laughs> 5 billion times. But I had somebody tell me and they said, this is amateur. It's good and you write nice and you write well, but it's amateur sounding. So it's those little things. And I'm trying to think of like a metaphor, you know, it's like when somebody makes a cake and they decorate it and it's amateur, but it still tastes really good. And then there's that cake that is amazing and decorated beautifully by a professional and it tastes like, oh, really great and looks really beautiful. My frosting is amateur. <laughs> but here's the thing, 
If you really want to learn, you want to take your writing to the next level, which I think all writers should do, right? Um, you can always improve your craft, always get better at doing something. If you know the truth and you hear the truth, the truth will set you free, right? It may make you cry, but it will set you free. It can even piss you off, make you feel hurt, all of the, all of the emotions. Or it could be your come to Jesus moment where you're like, aha, it is amateur and I need to step it up to the next level if I want to make, um, improve my craft, uh, get better at what I do. So let's take a look at some, so with all of that stuff, let's take a look at what you can tell them and then how I have handled things at this point. So the first thing is, and I think I mentioned this a little further back, is ask them what kind of feedback they are looking for. Just that's the question. Let them answer it and then go from there, okay? And then you want to tell them um, what was good and you want to be specific. If the characters were good, tell them the characters were good. They felt real or they were funny or whatever, or that you liked how they used symbolism or that you liked the themes or you liked their conflict. Um, you loved the plot. It was a page turner. You like how they did dialogue. Find something specific to, to comment on. Just saying it was good doesn't really help you want to need to, if a dress looks bad for certain reasons, it's also going to look good for certain reasons, right? So if the novel was good and had good aspects in it, or you want to make sure to um, say exactly what those aspects were, then it's time to deliver the very soft blow nicely. So what I've done here is I've offered some phrases, and these are general phrases that you can use to discuss feedback on a book. And if you're a new writer, um, a beginner writer, even if you've you know written a few books but you just haven't taken it yet to the next level because you, maybe you don't know how or, or someone just hasn't told you you need to do this and this and this, um, you need to read between the lines. You need to read between the lines here. And so I'm gonna give you what uh, an author might say, what you kind of almost need to hear. Now, um, I hope I'm gonna get some comments on this because I love when people give me ideas for th other things to say. We're a great writing community here. We can all share it. We've all gone through these struggles, um, usually on both ends, beginner and more experienced, the reader and the new the new, new writer and then the, and the person who's gonna have a little bit more um, experience and be able to provide some great feedback. So um, I would love if you would share your experiences. I know some people have had nothing but great experiences and other people have had not so great experiences. <laughs> so either way, I would love to hear it because the more I hear, the more I know what to do, what to say and kind of what advice to give. And, and then we can all share that advice together. So one of the things um, I will tell if I read a book and if I read a novel and I, I'm having little problems with the characters, I will say that your characters need shoring up. Um, and I really think that's code for dude. <laughs> you, you don't have a character arc. Who are these people? They don't feel authentic or real. Um, they feel like a trope, like a cliche. Um, they all feel the same. I think that's how you want to read between the lines there when somebody says your character needs shoring up. 
there was a line that I had, I think my editor had given it to me uh, when I had written something and she had just like underlined it and wrote, unpack this. And I looked at it and I wrote, I looked at the comment and I'm like, unpack this. Okay. So that was a tough fix for me because I had to figure out how to unpack something that I thought was already unpacked. But to me, it's all in my head, right? To her, I needed to unpack it. So I think for my first revision, that was um, with my first um, trad published book, that that was probably a comment I got a few times was unpack this. So I needed to give the reader more, usually more conflict, more emotion, more, more, more. Another thing you can, another comment to offer would be this needs an editor. Um, now there's different kinds of editors. There's developmental editors, I have a video on that. And then there's just editors that are doing line edits. That's a line editor. But if you tell somebody you need a lot, you could say you need a line editor or you need a developmental editor. They're very different things. If you tell them they need a line editor, it's not that there's a few misplaced commas and run on sentences, but usually major, major issues. So that would be the read between the line. There's major issues with grammar here. You're going to need an editor to fix it. The next one would be what we just talked about. You, your story would benefit from a developmental editor. Now, developmental editors cost. We've discussed that. Um, but basically when um, an author is telling that to you, a new writer, you're, they're saying you need to pay someone to like developmentally, you need to work on this to make it publishable, um, to get it on the right side of publishable, because there's a lot of different issues developmentally, plot, character arc, pacing, um, all of that stuff. Um, another thing could be um, info dumps, things that aren't working. So a developmental editor will point out those, all those things. The thing with the developmental editor is there's a lot of revision work and a lot of new writers, they don't want the, they don't want to do the hard work. They don't want to do the hard revision work because revisions, they're hard. They take a lot of time. Another thing that you can say to a new writer is this is a great first draft. Now, if they say, but this is, this is my final draft. You can go, oh, well, this is a good first draft. <laughs> Hopefully they can read between the lines there. Another thing you can ask is who is your reader? When you say who is your reader, um, usually it's because their writing style, maybe you can't figure out from their writing style who their reader is. Maybe it's because they have big, big, flowery, over-convoluted sentence and language and that most readers don't want to slog through because that doesn't make for a fast read or a fun read. Um, you can ask them, you know, who is your reader? Is your reader, you know, what age group, what gender, um, you know, romance reader, um, literary fiction reader, erotica reader, historical fiction readers, a sci-fi, who is your reader? Um, they need to be able to answer that. And, and I think the subtext on that, the innuendo, or the subtext on that, the, the read between the lines on that would be, 
I don't know who you're writing this for, which means it's going to be hard to market because it's not real evident. Maybe the type of writing isn't aligning with the genre. I think The Kiss of Death, and one that I heard early on uh, for one of my novels, which also went through a billion revisions, was <laughs> it's a great concept. I love the concept. That's what the author told me. I thought it was, you know, a compliment. And then when I got home, I realized, wait a minute, that's The Kiss of Death. It meant it was a great concept. It was a great idea but I did not execute it. I didn't deliver. So what I thought was a compliment really wasn't. It was disguised. It took me, um, took me a few hours to realize that. Then I was kind of upset and hurt because I thought, why didn't they tell me that? I, I really wanted to know, like, what exactly is wrong? It's a great concept. What, what makes it a great concept and not a great story? Tell me so I can fix it. So those are my basics right there. And if they want the basics, great. And if you are a, a new writer and that's what you hear, you know there's some underlying stuff. Now you can take it, do your own research, fix it not fix it, totally up to you. But what if they want to fix it? And what, what if they say, can you help me? Can you give me more in-depth feedback? What do you mean by a developmental editor? Why do I need one? Um, what exactly, why do I need that? If that's the case, then you're gonna have to just be very gentle and you can still give more vague terms about why they might want that. Also, you wanna put it in the terms that that's what agents are looking for. That's what readers of the genre are looking for. Um, that's what publishers are looking for. So you can put that burden not on that's what I like, but that's what agents, readers, and publishers are looking for is a, a tight story doing this and this and this. So that takes it a little bit off of you kind of thing. So what if they want in-depth feedback? The more problems... <laughs> Um, let's say you've written a lot of books, your books sell, they continually sell, um, maybe you're traditionally published, definitely, or you sell a lot of books and you're indie published, that's awesome. So chances are you, you know your stuff because people are buying your stuff and they're buying your books, okay? That also means if you're selling a lot of books or you're trad published, that you can actually charge for your services. But normally if it's a good friend, we don't want to charge for their services. Just, but just know that that one-on-one -on -one mentoring, that one-on-one -on -one coaching, it will take a lot of your time. And if you don't consider yourself an expert in an area, perhaps it's a genre or in some particular aspect, then, then you don't do your friend any service by helping them because you're not the expert. So um, I would do your friend a flavor and, and decline if you don't feel that you are able to speak at length or offer the mentoring or coaching that they would need. So I'm going to share a little story here that I, I think is relevant to all of this because I said this has been a hard video to do. And I think it's relevant to what I'm going to be telling you. I'm a teacher, as you know. Um, people know me as a published author. And there are two kind of co-workers that I have found. Those who will bring me their own uh, like master class, like they, they're getting their master's and they, they need me to look at their paper. 
and they want like a critique and those who are too afraid. So there are those teachers who will bring me their stuff and say, hey, tear, tear apart my paper here, Autumn, tell me what I'm doing wrong. And there are those that are like, oh, I will not ask Autumn, she will tear my paper apart. And then they, so they take it to another teacher friend who doesn't write or hasn't written in their own master's essay in who knows how long. Or So they get, oh, this is really good, I like it. So those are the two types that I, I have found personally. And it's always funny, the ones who do come to me, they're like, I know you'll tear it apart and it needs tearing apart, so tear away. And we have a good laugh about it and I tear away. And it's done in the spirit of learning and advancement. Um, but then there are the others who refuse. I will not bring you any work of mine. I'll go, oh, I'll help you. I'll, you know, I'll help look at your essay um, for your master's class. And look, no, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. Like, okay. A lot of people just want you to, writers, People in general just want you to give them a few banal corrections. This word is wrong. You, this is a typo here. That's all they want. That's all they want to hear. That's all they're prepared to hear because they don't really want to do a heavy revision. So I, I understand that. You don't want to put your heart and soul into something and then someone tears it apart and you have to revise the heck out of it. That takes a lot of work. And that's a blow to your ego. <laughs> Let's be honest. So I have a method for um, determining if someone really asks for more help that I think works for me. Um, it does take a little bit of time, not too much, but I find that if I, if I know really how much help they want, I know how much to give. So the first thing I would do would be opening up that uh, manuscript and I would show them, you know, whether it's on Zoom or phone or whatever, um, email, I would say, and I like to do it in person with my voice because I can modulate my voice and laugh and make it more upbeat than just like write an email about it, which sometimes, you know, the tone can be misinterpreted. So I would I'll point out a sentence and um, I'll say, okay, so this is passive tense telling and it's overwritten. So let me show you how I would rewrite it. And then I would rewrite the sentence for them right on the spot. Okay, then I would show them the next problematic sentence and say, now, you know, do you want me to try another one or do you want to try to fix this one? I, I don't think I'm taking away their voice. I'm usually take, showing them what they need to get rid of and what they need to do. The difference between active voice versus passive voice, between showing and telling. And sometimes that's hard for new writers because unless you actually see it done on the spot, and I've seen this just with helping students write essays in general, when you do it on the spot, things start clicking in. And that's what was done for me and it helped me immensely. Um, so then maybe I do the next sentence and then I say, okay, here's the next sentence. How would you rewrite this? This is passive voice or this is telling, not showing. And then they try it. Normally, first attempt, not great. I'd say something like, oh, can you use a better verb here? A verb perhaps that shows their emotion or uh, conflict or resonates more with setting, whatever it, I think it requires. And then they will do that. And then they go, oh, yes. And then they will look at their old sentence and then they will look at their new sentence. And I say, do you see the difference? And they'll go, oh, yeah, wow. And then you say, well, that's revision and that's what you need to do throughout the novel or throughout those sentences where you did telling instead of showing. If they are unable to do this, if they resist, 
If they're unable to do it, I, I just, I, I, sorry, I got nothing on that one. But if they are resistant to it, then you know that they just, they don't want to do it. They don't want to take the next step um, in their writing journey. Um, that, and that's when I suggest a developmental editor. Somebody they're going to have to pay and either, you know, so either you're going to disregard the paid for advice or not. Because if I'm doing it throughout your whole novel and I'm doing it for free, that's a lot of valuable time. But if they are resistant and argumentative or stubborn, usually stubborn, <laughs> if they're stubborn, then there's no sense going on. They like it as is. Um, if they're going to argue with you, an author, showing them how to make it better, then don't fight that. Um, just say, okay, well, that's how I would do it. So um, good luck with everything. <laughs> and that's pretty much, I think, all you can do. If you've had other experiences, if you have better ways, please share them and maybe we can do a collab or something and, you know, discuss some other ways that you help out new writers because really, let's face it, we do want to help. There's space enough for all of us. There's books enough for all of us and space enough for all of us to help each other, to lift each other up, to um, help each other grow in our writing skill. And I know, I just for me, like how, how I look at my early writing and I shake my head and I look at later books and things that went through, you know, gobs of editors in, in, in the trad publishing world. And you're like, wow, okay, did I learn a lot? Sometimes they're little things, sometimes they're really big things, but they will, they will point out things to you. And even now writing, um, you know, the book I am now, um, I'm like, okay, how can I make this sentence better? How can I make this action better? Is this slow? Is this slogging? And I think this is things that writers who truly want to grow in their craft, they ask themselves these questions. And I think that's what distinguishes the authors who are going to be more successful is that you're asking yourself these questions. How can I make this move better? How can I say this better and more simply? How can I get across this emotion or this this idea or this feeling or this the conflict in a great way, a moving way? And if you ask yourself through through the writing, yeah, you've got that dialogue in your head, right? It's kind of always always going, especially through the revision process. I think that's where writers start. They really start making leaps and bounds and improving their writing. And um, if you're not asking yourself those things, I guess I would ask you why you're not asking yourself those things. Because even New York Times bestselling authors, they have their own groups of bestselling authors talk with other best-selling authors and we'll give them their books and we'll say, hey, tell me, tell me what it needs to do. And then they help each other out and they're both best-selling, New York Times best-selling authors. And then they gave it, give it to their editors, you know, who they've probably had for a few years and the editor will see things as well and go, hey, unpack this or get rid of this or tighten this. And that's the way it is. And if you love to write, then you should love to do the revisions and learn the craft. Because to me, I think it's, I think it's, it's not just telling a story, which is fun, but telling the story in a way that, like, I don't know, I just like to do things well. I think if you like to do things well, then you want to, to revise and do things well.
Does that make sense? I hope I'm not babbling. Please share your stories. I'd love to hear your stories. Advice for what to do. Like I said, I had fabulous advice from my um, from my friends. And um, drop drop those stories in the comments because we all need to learn how to handle something that is very hard for both the reviewer, feedbacker, critiquer, and the writer getting the feedback because it's you want it to be a great experience you want it to be a good learning valuable uplifting inspiring experience and sometimes that's just really tricky <laughs> and takes take some skill take some skill if you haven't already i would love if you would hit subscribe and notify and of course leave that comment by clicking, by subscribing and clicking notify, it gets uh, my videos, my channel out into the you know YouTube world where other writers like yourself um, can find this content, which if you found valuable, please give it a thumbs up. If you commiserate with me, if you understand, if you've been there, done that, or even if you're like, oh no, Autumn, I've done it so much differently and this way works. And please, oh, please share that. I am always looking for new ways to better ways, see, better writing, better ways to say things to help people, better way to say things to help people that, um, you know, helps them on their journey. All right, that's it for today. As always, remember to dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye. Thank mm -hmm. you.